Oh, well, uh, yeah, I went a year and a half uh, without talking about COVID, and now I feel like that's all I ever do on here, so I'd apologize, but I'm not sorry. Uh, but that's not all we talked about. Zach is an electrician. He lives in Canada, and uh, yeah, we talked about the trades. We talked, obviously, about COVID and um, and the different responses. Um, I, yeah, I can't not promise to not talk. I, I just read an article today that says... You know, mass hysteria, all the hospitalizations with COVID, not by COVID, just with COVID. But they're telling you like this 130,000 number. It's just Marvel comic book movies have more truth in it than the news nowadays. This is just absolute insanity. So, well, Zach is the host of the Plaid Jacket Philosopher podcast. And uh, we had a great discussion. Hope you enjoy it. Let me know. Uh, if you did, Brendan at dadsww.com. Don't forget to share, subscribe, like, and review. And you can jump on Spotify now and just just hit the hit the review button. Give us five stars. Takes no effort at all. Thanks for listening. Dads Worldwide. The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food. Vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security, doors are locked, windows shut, house alarm is set. Fingerless gloves, dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan and with us today uh, we have Zach from our... Our neighbor to the north, uh, from the Plaid Jacket Philosopher podcast. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, Brendan. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm really excited. I I really like your guys's podcast. Honestly, like your guys's hate mail episodes kill me. Like it makes me want to make a hate mail inbox just specifically for it because that they're my they're some of my favorite episodes that I've ever heard. That's awesome. And, uh, Thank yeah, you. and then you guys have the best intro I think of any podcast I've ever heard. So oh, awesome! Thank you, man. That's like the only professional thing we actually had done. <laughs> Well, it sounds professional as hell, and uh, yeah, great movie too. It's so funny. Thank you. Yeah, and we, yeah. Oh God, it is definitely our favorite. And uh, it was so funny when Jim. Uh, so we did, had it done on Fiverr. We talked to a couple different people, and I say we Jim did. And Jim talked yeah. to this guy from Deadmark, and he was just like so excited when Jim kind of explained it to him and 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 handed him the you know the script, and he was just like. I just can't wait to do this for you. He's like, this is just like, so that, so I think it helped that that guy was like really excited and knew exactly kind of what we were looking for. So awesome. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it turned out great. I, I had to, I had to make sure that I got that in here while I was on your guys' show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I, well, not to be yanking each other's uh, chain here, but I do enjoy your show and I love the, your tagline, you know, the, for the blue collar worker there. So, uh, we're both, uh, both trades people as well. So we have that in common. And then, uh, uh, I was going to say we both had COVID, but mine's, mine's the only confirmed, uh, laboratory case here. Um, That's true. <laughs> this is the true. first time mentioning, I haven't told anybody it's kind of, well, I, I have told a few people, but, uh, um, breaking news. Hey? Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> and I say laboratory, I mean, it was like, my bathroom because I did one of those rapid tests, uh, you know, and I thought I was being anti, uh, like just 
I'm like, ah, just why go to the laboratory? Like, I can't smell or taste anything. Like, why bother going to, like, some place to get it done? And uh, when I talk to my doctor's office, they're like, yeah, that's what we use here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay. I'm like uh, uh, okay, so I guess I'm good to go then. <laughs> you know, Right on. So, I am laboratory tested. Yeah, then. I am laboratory tested. I'm just going to throw it down. So uh, That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and he's a he's a dad. So Zach, how many uh, how many kiddos? I've got four boys, all ten four and under. Boys, ten four and boys. under. We, yeah, we kept trying for that elusive girl, and then yeah. finally, I got uh, I got snipped there after the fourth one. We call her quits. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just wasn't wasn't nice. making anything but boys, and we didn't see any reason to go in any further. My uh, I am a I am number two of num- of four boys, so yeah. uh, I feel for your wife. Uh, very much so. <laughs> um, and uh, so how was the snip snip? Um, I did an episode on mine. So Oh, did you? I did. Yeah. So how was how was yours? How, did, you uh, know what? I mean, not that it's enjoyable, it, but, uh, you know. You know what? It's funny. I, I keep tr- keep trying to, like, work it into an episode. I just haven't, had the, haven't found the episode, too. But uh, it's funny because for me, it was you the have one me time on, I've been... You have me on, Zach. I'll work it right in. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. we, we will do that because I, I would love it. I, but especially you being a tradesman as well, I yeah. think it would be great. But, uh, yeah, when I got mine done, I, it's the one time in this whole last two years that I've been thankful for COVID because I went in there. It was uh, July of 2020, I guess it was, and went in there and so masked up, obviously, and everything else and i was so happy that i would never be recognized on the street because good lord that was the most awkward thing ever you're just standing there like donald (laughs) ducking it while the nurse is cleaning the area up and i'm like i swear to god it's never been this small in my life like it was just whatever right like it's so awkward i I think i even said it to the nurse too i'm like i've never been so thankful for covid and this mask ever because at least you won't recognize me if you see me walking down the streets of vancouver so yeah it was you know what i don't know how yours was but like my doctor was really talkative which yes i i mean now i think in hindsight i'm thankful for but i got the laser done so you can kind of smell the burning and it's like ah and then uh but then at least he's talking hockey to me so obviously canadian right so he's talking hockey he's talking the canucks and it actually kind of took my mind off it a little bit despite it being so awkward but uh yeah i don't know i mean then the three days after completely sucked but now i'm uh, I don't know. I'm shooting blanks, so I'm happy. Bam. There you go. That's the ultimate <laughs> yeah. goal right there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I uh, I didn't bring it up. My doctor brought it up, but we had a political disagreement. Oh. And I think he took it out on me because um, oh, no. I felt a pretty hard tug at one point. Oh. <laughs> so, so I know that tug you're talking about. Yeah. Too. I it, was like, I was yeah. like, whoa whoa like like easy there <laughs> like, the guy, like uh, it goes up like through the base of your spine and into your stomach almost oh, yeah. it's the worst well, it, feeling it's yeah it's like someone just kicked you right yeah right in the junk and uh and that's the funny thing is we were talking about universal health care and uh it's yeah, it's kind of uh I, I just you know we kind of had i i was polite about it i'm like i i don't agree you know and it was just like all of a sudden wham i'm like ow i was like dude <laughs> like, you're like, <laughs> yeah you're gonna agree with me one way or the other i'm yeah. gonna take it out on you oh, yeah, meanwhile i'm funny. paying cash for this procedure you know what i mean like it's not like you know so i was like uh, all right um that- hey, so <laughs> that was off in left field here we go 
<laughs> well, it's funny that you say that too, because even up in Canada where we have it covered, I elected to go private because the wait list for the, the public procedure was so long and they were just canceling everything because of COVID. Oh, so I just no decided way. paid out of pocket. I'm just doing it now. I got an appointment four weeks later and boom, it was done rather than waiting. I probably would still be waiting right now I with com- COVID. I completely forgot about this too. And we had one doctor uh, yep. on Instagram that said that he thought that was the funniest episode he ever heard. He was a he was a vasectomy doctor in Canada, and I'm gonna have to look it up. I don't know where he was though. I think it was Montreal though. I don't think, I don't think it was out by you. I think it was Montreal. He probably didn't touch my balls. No. No, probably not. But that would be pretty hilarious. That would be great <laughs> if it was. Yeah. That would be uh, great. All right, Dad. Uh, let's go over. Uh, let's go do the dad questions real quick, and then we can jump back into it. Uh, what has been your proudest dad moment? And I mean, you got to at least have one in 10 years. That's tough. There, there's a lot of them. And it's tough because I probably have different ones with each kid. Yeah, yeah. I like, I don't know. It's, it's different, right? When my oldest, I was probably teaching him soccer and seeing him like light up. I, I coached his soccer team for a couple of years. Yeah. And seeing him light up when, you know, he made a great check. He plays defense, so he doesn't. He doesn't get many scoring opportunities or anything like that, but seeing him pull off a slide tackle, like a really effective one, kick the ball out of bounds and just seeing him light up and his teammates all come to him to give him a high five. I think that's, that's pretty high up on, on my list for, for my older kids. And then my, 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 well, my second oldest, he just turned six. This kid is obsessed with history. Like I, like almost it's, it's almost weird. Like he's obsessed with world war one two Chernobyl and Titanic specifically. Um, and so for, for me, like recently I was asking him just random stuff about Chernobyl. I'm like, Hey buddy, like what country is Chernobyl? And he's like, Ukraine. And I'm like, Oh, what's the city that it, that services the reactor? And he's like, Pripyat. And I'm like, what? Like, and then I had to Google this stuff up. Cause I'm like, how do you know this? Like (laughs) he, he came home from a scholastic book fair. We gave him 10 bucks to pick up a, like a picture book we assumed. And he comes back with this novel about my escape from Chernobyl. And so I've been oh reading it. Gosh. to him. I know. And he's six. He was five at the time. And like, so anyway, it's, it's kind of a point of pride because I'm obsessed with history too, especially kind of the 20th century and all that stuff. It's so fascinating, but to see it in him, it's slightly alarming, but it's also, it makes me kind of proud. It's kind of cool to see that we have that, that same uh, interest in common. I, I really, I'm, I'm curious as to what convinced him to buy that book. I have no idea either. Like he had been, he had been asking me questions about it. Uh, I think he just saw like we have the HBO service on the TV. And so I was scrolling through pictures and it's got the, the Chernobyl series popped up the ad for it or whatever. And it's got the guy in the big radioactive suit. And he thought that was cool. So then he's like, well, what is that Chernobyl? And then he's been now like, he's been looking it up. He's obsessed with it. It's, it's just funny. I don't know. He, he was, drawn to that imagery i guess wow. but wow. now he's obsessed with it i would think most would be scared by that i you would know, think so you too. Know and that, he's... that big you know the big suit like it's not like those suits were sleek or anything back in the day right like they're no. pretty freaky looking yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. and he yeah. but he's obsessed with it that uh, yeah crazy. i think he, he just thinks it's cool that's awesome yeah be a smart one I have to watch out <laughs> for that one i think so too what high level job do you think you could lie your way into Ooh. That's a tricky one. I uh, I don't know. I, well, I didn't. I almost lie, kind of lied my way up to the top of uh, 
the uh, mining electrical supervisor. I I got that <laughs> job, and I looking back on it, I'm like I was not ready, but I I made it up to the underground superintendent for uh, the electrical workings of an underground mine, and uh, I think I was 25, 24, 25 at the time. Now looking back on it, I figure I must have lied my way to the top, but I I got it. Uh, that's probably <laughs> the highest level thing I can think of. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that job. I I think I did fairly well at it. Well, see, in the trades, it's different. Like if you if you're breathing and you have half a head on your shoulders, like it, it, you're almost a shoe in. You know, oh, I'm yeah. not saying that if you're you... not qualified. I'm just saying, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you can read a print, you're going places in oh, the trades. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh my God, yes, yes, that that's is more all true than yeah for any <laughs> any trade. That is true. All right. Yeah. Uh, what was the most important thing your dad passed on to you? I uh, definitely a work ethic. Uh, I'm still really close with my dad. Uh, awesome. He's yeah, he's a beauty. He's a, like he's it, a I think beauty. it's rare like in talking to other other people who I've I've had on the show even and different relationships that they've had with their parents, but I think I'm really lucky in the relationship that I have with my dad. We talk every day. He's also an electrician. He's actually now oh, I'm nice. working for him because of the idea is to to buy the company um well next year actually. So we're oh, kind of working great. that out. Yeah. Yeah, so so he's why I got into electrical. He's, you know, we're super tight. Um but it's probably his work ethic and just that never, never say die, never give up attitude. Uh, that's definitely the most valuable thing that I got from him. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. That's, I got to say, uh, the work ethic thing is the most common. I, I, there's a, there's a few different answers on there, but I want to say, I think that's the one that's kind of the most, most common. Uh, yeah. what's the most childish thing you still enjoy? <sighs> Lego. Lego man, uh, I've got Legos. so many Lego sets. I've got uh, actually uh, just in the other room here. I'm gonna I'm gonna move them into my new office here. I'm doing a few renos down here, but uh, I've got a collector's edition Tie Fighter. Like it's like one of those eight thousand piece sets, and then I've got the collector's edition Slave One, another like eight thousand piece set, and then I've got the Saturn V rocket from the uh, the Apollo launch. Ooh, uh, nice. That one is yeah. That's probably my favorite set. It's about four feet tall, I would oh, say, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's beautiful, but that's actually stored right now in my uh, my furnace room because I don't want any of the kids to touch it. <laughs> that's that was going to be my next question. The kids oh, aren't yeah. allowed to. Use. <laughs> They're all out of reach. Yeah, yeah, no, the kids have their own Lego do, sets. Do you, and I've got mine. do you do you crazy glue it? Uh... I probably should, but I haven't <laughs> up to this point. I might. I might. We'll see. I, the only yeah, reason uh, I ask is because uh, my kids watch that movie. Um, the, oh, Lego, yeah, the Lego the Lego movie. movie. Yeah, the yep. Craggle. <laughs> Mr. Business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just hear it while we're driving or something like that. So, uh, all right. What's the you. one thing that you hope your child learns from you? Um, I'm hoping I can, you know, kind of pass down the third or fourth generation of work ethic really to my kids. That's the, the one thing I think that sets people apart. And I know it's probably a, a common answer, but I mean, especially nowadays, like competition is so stiff in every aspect of life, you know, from the workforce to, to literally anything that you're going into, you're, you're going to be competing against somebody you're going to there's always only a limited number of seats so I, you know with them we're all we all have our own individual gifts but as long as they can really put their their head down and and work for it then that's going to set them apart so that's probably what I really want to pass down to them perfect all right um let's let's just move on right to it uh is a hot dog a sandwich Oh my God, that is the hardest question you've asked so far. Yep, I I agree. 
<laughs> That's a tough one. I, you know what? I'm just going to go with my gut answer and say, no, I've never thought of a hot dog as a sandwich. I don't think they're even paired together on a menu. I think you have like, yeah, I don't think so. No. Yep. Definitely not listed in that category. <laughs> no, no, no. I had, uh, we, uh, I had someone recently on the show actually say yes. And oh I my was goodness. Did you kick them off? I was stunned. I was stunned. <laughs> He's from California. He's from had? California. I won't, you know, you know, they're weird over there. So that yeah. West coast. Uh, right, right. I can't really say much. I'm the very West, West coast of Canada, but <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> we're pretty much Canada's California. That's but that's I agree. We're all weird out here too. Yeah. I eat avocado on toast. We're, we're fucking crazy. What? <laughs> we're all crazy uh, there's yeah, something in the water yeah yeah uh i'm just kidding greg i really like you you were a very nice guy for coming <laughs> on the show so um uh awesome man yeah uh so plaid jacket philosopher what convinced you to start it and i guess yeah so why why start the podcast uh honestly like Firstly, it kind of came out of uh, all my other hobbies got shut down due to COVID, which will kind of roll into our topic today anyway. Perfect, but yeah. all my all my hobbies got shut down. I didn't really have much to do. And, you know, I mean, my wife gets relatively annoyed at me rambling around the house, just <laughs> talking hurry her off. So she, you know, I figured, well, you know, I might be able to alleviate some of that pressure on her ears and, you know, put it into into this mic here instead. So. That was part of it. And then the other one was just, and you know, I, I, I really enjoy doing the interview episodes. I haven't done as many lately because life's just been hectic yeah. going into the holidays, but it's been nice to kind of talk to people about deeper stuff, like being a service worker. Like I do a lot of service calls and it's small talk day in and day out. You know, yeah. every single call I go to, it's how's the weather, you know, how's hey, family, any, any plans. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. And it, it's like, I hate small talk. Uh, I like digging into it a little bit more, especially I, I worked for about seven or eight years uh, out of town doing like remote work in camps. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty cool because by the end of, you know, a two, three week stint, like you're really digging into like some heavier topics with everybody. You're leaning on each other a bit more. You really develop oh, those yeah. deep friendships, like almost like a family up there. And uh, that's kind of what I wanted to get back into, uh, just to show there's a different side to trades workers and blue collar people than, you know, than you see on sitcoms where it's just that plumber that walks into the room and his ass is hanging out above his pants. And, <laughs> you know, he grunts a few responses yeah. and then that's it. Like, that's how trades people are, are portrayed. So but, to me, it was just a chance to try to smash some of those stereotypes, I guess. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are some of those people. <laughs> like, oh yes, oh yes, there definitely is. Definitely. I, I, so for for me, uh, one thing about the trades I cannot stand it, mm -hmm. like boggles my mind that uh, there's so much of it. But the ego in the trades, uh, and oh, yeah. I don't know if it's, oh is it okay? I was gonna say I don't know if it's the same in Canada, but I'll tell you what in the Northeast. It blows my mind how many people think they're just awesome. Oh yeah, and they're like, awful. They're awful at what they do. They're just not even remotely good. Like, yep, not even remotely. No, I hear you. I remember, and this is you know this this is actually a lesson that I remembered, and it really hit me hard one day. As my dad had told me, him being an electrician too, he said, if any electrician ever tells you that he knows everything, like run. Oh yeah, uh, and yeah, yeah. and that stuck in with me perfectly i actually had one job when i was a second year so this would have been god uh 14 years ago roughly but 
I was working and, you know, this this journeyman who I was doing a side job for just working evenings, he said, oh, don't worry, bud. Like, I'll teach you everything there is to know. I know <laughs> I know it all. Trust me. And this guy still to this day is the shittiest electrician I've ever worked with. <laughs> yeah. I've ever like I, as a second year, like just coming out of out of my uh, first year of schooling, I'm seeing all these different code mistakes that he's making. And I'm like, what? Like and then, yeah, now looking back, like he's the worst electrician I've ever worked for. But I completely agree that ego drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually um, I'm wary of the person that tells you how like they did this job, they did that job, they did this job, they did that job. It's like and they don't even have to say I'm awesome, but they can just say it by, you know, telling you about how many different jobs that they've done, how much money they've made. Oh, yeah, uh, that's a big one. Yeah. And uh, I, and I just yeah, I just make sure I'm not that person. So, uh, yep. yeah, the ego. Ugh, ugh, so. Um, I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear it's not different there. <laughs> no, no, it's the exact same. It's, it's the exact same. Anybody who needs to tell you how good they are, like rather than just show you, I don't know. That's a big red flag for me too. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you, your dad's an electrician and you became an electrician. Yeah. Did you try I've to actually got nine did you siblings try... and I'm the only one who followed him into the trade. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so you didn't try to avoid it at all then? No, actually, I I started with the apprenticeship program in high school. I hated class. Like, there's nothing I yeah. I hated more than sitting down at a desk and trying to focus for eight hours a day. And mm -hmm. so when they gave me the option you. to do, yep. yeah, one day of school, then one day of work for grade 11 and 12, yep. I, I took Jumped it with both hands and ran. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, then I just followed him into it. And I've, I've, I've actually really loved it. Like there's so much of the trade that I love and I'm still learning in it. So, um, yeah, I'm loving it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I loved your episode where you were talking about how the, um, I think you said you were a journeyman and there was an apprentice in the mine shaft when you were doing a high voltage, uh, splice. Yep. And you were taking, basically you were taking uh, direction from him almost. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Tyler, he, he yeah. had worked on, way more high voltage systems than I had. Uh, you know, again, like this is what I was meaning, like by I didn't feel qualified to be in the position I was. <laughs> I hadn't worked on all those high voltage installations. I I understood the concepts, but I hadn't done it. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he he taught me the ropes. No, that's awesome. And but to be humble enough to realize that and not be a jerk uh, to Tyler and, and or, or you know what I mean? Like this, it could have yeah. gone a different way. You know, another supervisor may not have done that. Like ah, whatever kid you just listen to me. I know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, that type of thing. And, um, I've experienced it. I've experienced plumbers that are like, Oh no, 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 this is, this is the code. This is the code, you know? And it's like, uh, I, I actually went through this with a, a journeyman who, or master plumber or whatever. And I was just like, that's not the code. This is the code. I said, I literally just went over it last night in class. Yeah. <laughs> like, like literally just, and he argued with me. Like it's for an hour. I'm like, I, I said, I'm not interested in having on this conversation with you anymore. Like, like we're not even do. I forget what it was, but I say it's a laundry setup or whatever. I was like, we're not even doing that. Like we're yeah. doing a condo building and we need to get it finished. We need to stop arguing. We need to get to work. But, it, uh, but people that don't, they just, uh, they can't let things go and that, and that type of thing. So I, I was glad to hear, um, that, uh, I knew we'd get along famously as when I heard that episode. I was like, "All right, this guy's good. I like him. I like him." No, it's I think it's important. It's important to to um, to admit that you don't know something. It's 
it, it, and in your case, that's really important when you're doing high voltage work. <laughs> Cause yeah, that's yeah, not, I that's, appreciate it. Yeah. yeah that's, um, and, and I'm glad you got your uh, podcast and kind of focusing on, uh, I mean, you do a lot of other stuff, but you know, doing the trades and that type of thing. So I think it's, uh, there's not a ton of podcasts out there that are doing that type of thing. So. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to kind of get back to that because I got kind of sidetracked by the Canadian election and then everything that's gone on since. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's just you know, especially with COVID, like it just seems to leach into every aspect of everyday life. So it's oh, tough yeah. to it's tough to avoid it. Like a lot of the times, I feel like it's just COVID fatigue, but at the same time, it's just that's everything up here anyway in Canada. I, I imagine it's the same in the states, but it dominates everything right now it definitely dominates the news it dominates yeah. facebook it, yeah, it dominates social media um and you know daz worldwide has been really really good about not talking about it except yeah. for today <laughs> right so right. one of the one of the reasons i brought zach on was because uh i listened to a couple of his episodes and he was talking about it and talking about the covid and uh i said you know what i don't know anything about canada's response to it really and I do know, I did watch a video of a police that tried to went into a church, be, went into a church, and I think this was Eastern Kenya. I think this was like Nova Scotia or St. John's. Uh, was it Nova Scotia or I don't know. I think it was out, out east in, uh, in Canada, and they tried to, you know, kind of bully their way in because people weren't wearing masks. Mm -hmm. And I think they ended up. Uh, arresting the pastor because the pastor was like get the hell out of here like you, you, it's private property and I don't want you here if people don't want to wear masks they don't want you to wear masks and yep. this was early on this was really early on so um, I think I think the country's gotten stricter since then so I guess what's been now you're out on west coast time yes uh, and uh so has it been different than the east coast or are you guys just one country here's the glob here's the glob of mandates that you're going to do and that's it what's uh so some of it falls under two two sets we've got federal mandates and that that covers um basically stuff that's across the country so uh national travel for example trains uh planes I want. I always want to say automobiles, yeah. but it's not. <laughs> yeah. But planes and trains, at least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any. Yeah. Anything like that. Like, because we have the CN Rail, which is a Canadian national rail. Uh, we've got. Uh, yeah. So the federal powers cover any national travel, anything dealing with the border. Uh, but as far as provinces go, there is a little bit of difference between each province. BC, where I live, is fairly strict. I mean, that being said, they're all really strict. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alberta, which is the province just just east of me, so the the second most westernly province, uh, is probably or has been probably the most relaxed. But everything's clamping down there too now. But uh, yeah, I mean, so there are varying differences in the provinces. I imagine like in the states between well the states, yeah. but um, but you know for for federal federal jurisdiction, yeah, nobody's allowed to travel on any. Uh, airplanes or trains unless they're double vaccinated at this point and i think they're discussing uh adding that booster boosters. shot to the coverage as well um but that hasn't well, been yeah, mandated the first two yet. didn't work you know get another exactly, one exactly exactly yeah, yeah. what's right. the definition of insanity again? <laughs> yeah. Dude, israel, israel's, on four. israel's on number four israel's on shot number four and some, some countries some some countries haven't had one 
I know it's it's crazy to me, but and like this, I I'd like to reiterate on my podcast first off that I'm a tradesman, I'm not a doctor, and second mm-hmm. off that uh, that I have nothing against anybody's choosing to take the vaccine or not take the oh, vaccine. Yeah, absolutely, to me, choice. Yeah, t- to me, it's just yeah. it's about bodily autonomy, and you know, like I unless you give it to a kid, and I think you're a psycho. But that's just have, me. That's me. That's have, my opinion. I have Brendan, very that's strong, my opinion. That's my opinion. Yeah, I have very strong opinions about childhood vaccinations yeah. as well, especially <laughs> considering the uh, risk reward ratio and the fact that, you know, like what what risk are we really talking about when it comes to COVID with kids? It's negligible. It's statistically zero percent. So to me, I, yep. I have very, yeah, as you can tell, I have very strong opinions about that as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, my, uh, I did a whole episode basic. Well, I did like half an episode on that, uh, but I basically, you know, read an article and then uh, I've been posting a, a few articles here and there. And yeah, it, it, it's like point point one percent are hospitalized from COVID. Mm. Uh, for for kids and that's like that's like pushing the boundaries like that 0.1 percent is just for hospitalization death is significantly lower so the idea that you're gonna for me giving a a child a shot where they haven't even finished the double they haven't even finished the trials yet i don't even know if they're double blind but they haven't finished the trials yet for actually researching this thing for children Mm-hmm. They haven't finished them. They're not going to be done for another two years. Okay, so you're going to give your kid that shot. Really? Like, that, that blows my mind. And especially because, like you said, right, like, the rate of death or, I mean, hospitalization is so low. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, death is about zero, uh, you know, 0.1% for hospitalization. And I think that's pushing it, you know, 0.1%. So, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. No, and like, thank God that it doesn't affect kids. Like, that's, you know, that's one thing that I don't understand why it isn't being highlighted more. Like, look, like, let's thank our lucky stars. Like, COVID doesn't hit kids hard. You know, if there's like, that's the one thing that drives me crazy too, right? Is you always see case rates or hospitalization rates or all this stuff, but it's never, it's never highlighted the survivability or, you know, all these things that you could do maybe in instead of vaccination or on top yeah, of vaccination, yeah. things that you could do to take care of your health, to give yourself a even better fighting chance. None of this stuff is talked like, about. Yeah. It. They don't truly want you to be healthy. No, yeah. it's, you know, I've, I've never, I've never heard it before where, you know, like here. Okay. So here we just had a new set of mandates roll out uh, two days ago. So I, I, I think I told you, but as, I, as we were talking, I was trying to refresh myself on all these new case or new, new mandates that our province specifically got hit with. But they're shutting down gyms again. Uh, gyms oh are not God. allowed to, to be open at all. Um, theaters, I believe, are still... No, theaters might be getting closed. But, for example, uh, large events like um, uh, concerts or whatever. Concerts you can still go to as long as it's 50% capacity. So you're allowed to have, let's say, if that a venue held 8,000 people. That doesn't even make now, sense. If you're like, no. like people... Okay, let's be serious. Okay, if you go out into public, people avoid each other now, right? Like, this is like... Is is like that the, the same pl- in Canada? <laughs> yeah, like the like a, like there's a pandemic going on. Yeah, people avoid each other, right? Like so, like I I would like to see what actual science they are using to shut down gyms and shut down theaters and that type of thing because I I guarantee I guarantee you they're not transmission hotspots. I can almost guarantee it. They're not. No, I agree, and it uh, and that to me is the the crazy part. Like like my biggest issue with everything that going is going on is in Canada anyway I don't know I don't know where you are but we have the vaccine passport right 
So as it stands right now, I'm not allowed to go to any in-place, in-house dining restaurant. Anywhere that has a liquor license, I'm not allowed in. Ironically, I can go into a fast food restaurant and order McDonald's. That's no problem. Okay. I can even sit down. They'll even afford me that luxury. I can Are go sit down serious? in McDonald's. Oh my yeah, God. I'm allowed to. I'm not allowed to go sit down in an Earl's or anything, but I can go sit down in a McDonald's. Oh my God. Now, I also can't go and watch a movie. I can't go to the theaters. Um, and again, I'm not like it's not woe is me. I'm not complaining. I'm I'm fine stepping this out. I think that it's just my my decision, right? I'm I'm 32 years old. I I try to stay relatively active. I, I try to watch my health and everything like I statistically I'm not at risk of this virus and nobody in my family is like all my you know, my parents or one of my parents, my grandparents, everybody's fully double vaccinated. I think all of them got their boosters now they're in they're in the age demographic where it's a serious issue. And I you know, I, I would encourage them to get it too. They, they already got it without my encouragement. But uh, to me, myself, like, so again, I'm just saying it. I'm not, it's not a woe is me thing, but I, I can't go into there. I can't go into theaters. I can't go into hockey games, any sporting events. Now, luckily, I'm not going to get into any more info of this, but I play in a men's hockey league that they just said, fuck it to the Vax passports and they're not checking anybody. So we're just, I'm still able to play hockey, which I'm That's really awesome. thankful for. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of people have a moral opposition to the passports, especially now that we know that, you know, even if you're fully vaccinated, you can still catch and transmit the virus. Yep. So, so to me, the argument of a vaccine passport in trying to keep these places, uh, COVID free, it, there's no rationale anymore. It, it makes zero there's, sense. There's none at all. I mean, once uh, no. once you re once you reach about six months after vaccination, you're which is why they started approving boosters. But even the boosters are only good for so long because they have waning uh, coverage as well. So it's it's just it, it, unless you it, unless you're constantly getting boosters, which is, looks like it's is what is going to happen. But uh, I don't know. Maybe after a year, you're just going to have to get another shot, like the flu shot. So I, I. But then, is that another two shots as well? I mean, this is like insane, insane. You're, yeah, I think your guess is as good as anybody's at this point. Oh yeah, it's, right. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, I said crazy. I said it when uh, probably about a couple months after this was hanging around. I was like, this is this is going to be like the cold of the flu. This is not going anywhere. And then. Uh, and then I listened to, there was a doctor that made a talk, one of the guys that got banned, censored off of the internet, and he said this is an animal reservoir disease, right? So the animal reservoir virus, right? So basically what happens is it can live in animals. And what that means is that you will never vaccinate this uh, virus away. It, it, yeah. it will always be around. You will never get rid of it. So you need to start living with it. And that's and that's really what it comes down to. And even I forget what it was, Iceland or Poland. Basically, they were like, we've done everything we can. <laughs> we're done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, because they were vaccinating the crap out of people and everyone was still getting sick. Everyone yeah. was getting sick like this. is So, yeah, the uh, yeah, the vaccine passport, you're just creating a second class citizen at that point. And I don't agree with it. And I think it's wrong. Um, I'm glad I live in a state that is probably not going to implement it. Um, if they do, I will, I'm in your boat, man. I'm not, I'm not getting it. I'll do everything I can not to. So, um, I, and you know, and, and honestly, I, I spend more time with my family than I do going out anywhere anyway. So like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know, like it, it's not going to bother me at all. So I'm the same way too. Like I realistically, this has maybe altered 
four nights of mine per month where my wife and I'll go for a date. We might watch a movie once a mm. month and a, a few dinners, right? So yeah. uh, it hasn't significantly altered my life. But now, again, this is going into difference is in uh, provinces here. But now, luckily, this just got pushed back and uh, repealed. But in New Brunswick, uh, they had actually just passed legislation that would allow grocery stores to enforce the vaccine passport if they wanted to now your look on your face is what everybody across the country said we're like hold on like grocery stores you're talking about people's food you're going to now force a, a vaccine passport on people's ability to get food now luckily like people revolted in new brunswick and you know i was getting i was getting uh videos sent to me from i don't know all those random other video platforms rumble and uh TikTok or TikTok, whatever it was and then but uh, like you could see protests in New Brunswick going down the streets, right? And uh, I, I, didn't, and, like, I had not heard that. That is wild, wild, right? Yeah, that's wild. crazy. Well, that's like denying yeah. healthcare to someone that's unvaxxed. That's, exactly, that's kind of around the same type of thing. You, um, I, I can. I, that's shocking, honestly. Although, although uh, New York, uh, I just saw a meme on facebook and i don't uh, it's a meme so i don't know how accurate it is you know but there's a bunch of laws that they're claiming new york is going to try to do and it it's around the same type of stuff it's basically uh denying health care to unvaxxed people it's 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 straight up like it's pretty awful if they if they go through it but yeah denying someone the ability to get food is uh pretty awful yeah yeah, like and and it, again, it's what Canada has been doing all along is they've kind of our government. We don't have the resources to really enforce this stuff. Right. So it's all being pushed into private businesses laps. Right. Yeah. So if the business is yeah, going, so going to get def- fined, right? Like that's exactly yeah. exactly. And a couple have been closed. There was one restaurant uh, right near me. It's called Rollies that they were defying it for the longest time. And then finally, they've been shut down by everything. They got fined. Uh, we went out there a few times. I was you know, we would tip them if we had a $50 food bill, we'd tip them a hundred bucks, right? And you'd look around and everybody was doing the same thing just because they were taking that stand. Ugh. And I actually, that reminds me, I should actually look on the update of that because they were obviously going to fight it tooth and nail and people were donating like crazy. They they have a huge GoFundMe going. Um, but it's places like that that really, you know, give you hope in all of this. And again, like I, this isn't an argument against the vaccine. It's against the, the mandate and having this tiered society. And especially now that we know that it doesn't it doesn't provide immunity you know like you yeah. can still there can be transmission in these things there have been you know i i was reading about a, a university down in the states i can't remember which one it was but uh they had 900 people or something out in a street party and then 600 people they're all students and part of the they required the double vaccine to to be in school in school learning so out of these 900 students 600 students had uh delta and it's like this is a fully double vaccinated group, nearly a thousand people that has turned into a super spreader event. And it's just like when you see this stuff and then you still see this vaccine passport being enforced, like it just blows my mind. I'm thinking, like, what are we doing here? There's if 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 the if the vaccines provided full immunity, there would be an argument to keeping places completely virus free. Like I, I still wouldn't agree with it, but I could understand the argument. But now, yeah. there's no argument. Well, I mean, I think there's an there's an argument for people to get the vaccine if it if it, you know, if it's safe, effective, uh, you know, I, you know, 
and you know 100% but how would you guarantee you wouldn't be able to guarantee that but then again then you know the question is do you, do you believe in personal autonomy do you believe in people's rights to say no to something they yeah. don't, they don't want and and really i mean yes they could spread it to other people but just just them not getting the vaccine doesn't mean one they have covid and two they're spreading it right like this is not a guarantee but people no. people treat you as if that's the way it is um i had someone asked me if i was i was walking into their house to do to do some plumbing and he's like are are you vaccinated and i was like no yeah. and you should have he like lurched backwards Oh, trust me, I've had this conversation oh. probably a dozen times. Oh my yeah. god, he was like, <gasps> yeah, he lurched backwards. He covered his mouth, and I'm like, okay, okay. Do you want me to wear a mask? Like, I'll wear a mask, man. Like, you can. Like, I was obviously not ill at the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm just like, okay, like you can stop freaking out, okay? Like, just because I'm not vaxxed doesn't mean I have COVID, okay? Oh man, that. That's just that's the thing that drives me the crazy the craziest. They just if you do not have the if you're not getting the vaccine, uh, then you you you're gonna you you have COVID and you're spreading it to everybody and you want to kill your grandmother. Um, oh yeah, and like that, and that, that's I've had that's, that conversation many yeah, times. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, at work, <clears throat> yeah, the first time it happened, it really honestly caught me off guard. Um, and I said, no, I'm not like I, you know, here the, the hysteria around it, I think is probably higher than there. So for me, I just, I will instinctively put on a mask. If I'm going to somebody's house because I just don't want, honestly, now it's just to avoid the vaccine question. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just, I'll put this on, like, look, I'm just here, you know, but, uh, yeah, a few times I've been asked like, oh, uh, yeah, I need to ask you have your vaccine. I said, no. And they go, oh my goodness! Like same same reaction, yeah. jump back. <laughs> oh my god, freaking out! Right. Meanwhile, I'm still wearing a mask. Like yeah. I'm, I'm at their door. I, what I do is I knock without the mask. I stand back about yeah. six feet. Yeah. I say hi. I'm Zach. Blah blah blah. And then I put on the mask when I enter their house, just so that they can see me. They can put a face. I'm not some rapist or anything. So <laughs> they. Uh, so then I. Uh, so then I go in. He asked me this, and I said, "Look, like I'd just like to remind you that unvaccinated does not equate to infected." I said, "I'm, you know, I and." personally like we have vaccinated uh employees as well but for me like you know none of them have ever had any issue but i'll if if a customer has an issue with it i say look i carry rapid tests in the truck i'll happily take a rapid test for you right now uh, you know i'll be back in about 20 minutes the time it takes to cure the test but then we can carry on with this and uh and you know sometimes actually now since carrying rapid tests i've they've all been good with it they've all been fine um which is you know again but even you know the vaccinated guys in our crew they they don't have to ever do that and they could be carrying it i'm not not saying that they are but they could yeah. be carrying covid into their house whereas me unvaccinated i'll stand there i'll take the test i'll guarantee you i don't have covid so you know the funny part then is still people are like well you still have to wear your mask i get sure buddy no problem like i just proved you i'm healthy but no problem i'll do whatever yeah, i'm in your house I'm, I'm a guest in your residence that's not a problem but yeah, man, the uh, that that equation of unvaccinated to infected is yep. bananas. You have COVID. You yeah. want to kill grandma. You are a plague yeah. rat. It's like, trust yeah. me, I'm I'm fine. Especially now, when even on the sites they just say that the uh, you know the proposed uh, 
effect of the vaccine was always only to protect the end user. That's like, such yeah, a lie. Sure. That's such a we, lie. We, we like, all they, read. Yeah. I mean, it was all like, oh, it's going to it's going to end this. We're going to get herd immunity, which we're not because it, it can't because it's oh, it, because if you can spread it and tra- if you can catch it and transmit it, then you're never going to get herd immunity with a vaccine. It's just never going to happen. Like you just have to people have to get it actually get covid and then then we'll get it so mm-hmm. um yeah now now yeah now the argument is oh no 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 we just it's just gonna keep you out of the hospital and it's always that's always only been the yeah the yeah, 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 yeah yeah sure yeah. Oh, we remember when battle. it was the silver bullet yeah, we yeah. all remember yeah yeah i uh and then i read an article uh how was it today or yesterday that uh, our president uh sleepy joe there uh said that uh you know well vaccinated people can go uh, have their holidays and i'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm reading this article i'm like you cocksucker you're not a dictator here like you can't yeah. just tell people they can't spend time with their family like you know I, this comes to the, i said this also at the beginning i was like eventually after the like a month and a half two months of people locking down and like craziness ensuing i said you know what you're just gonna have to start treating adults like adults they're gonna have to run the risk and like if you're gonna go out in society you're gonna know that you could get sick that's just that's just the way it's gonna be eventually like you you just can't just keep locking people down and taking away their livelihoods and just expect everything to be okay and you know what people are losing their homes and losing their apartments and losing everything because they lost their jobs and everything everything's screwed up for them now and it probably didn't have to be that way you know Mm-mm. um so yeah the, but now that the, the vaccines are out and everything's supposed to be back to normal and it's not and yeah. and it's all the unvaccinated fault because it's just, which it just blows my mind it just blows my mind that they can keep blaming this on unvaccinated people it blows my mind too and i don't know what i i honestly i as as this has kind of gone on, I've narrowed my scope of the numbers that I read. Like I used to read all the numbers of yeah. like vaccination rates, of case rates, all this stuff because it was, it's it's all that was fired at us, right? And so now I've kind of narrowed my scope just to BC because honestly, it, anything wider than that is too big for me. But we've got uh, so they're kind of sneaky in the way that they've covered vaccination rates through the British Columbia CDC website, which is obviously our Center for Disease Control. Yeah. Um, so originally what we were told is that once we got to 70% of those, I believe it was 17 and up or 18 and up in the vaccination status, that would be considered to herd immunity. Well, now that then that got moved to 80%, and then it got moved to 90%. <laughs> and now and now what they've done, those sneaky fucks, is they've moved it from when they're they're talking about the general uh, vaccination rate, it's now 12 and up. So they because I think 17 oh, and up. Oh, yeah. So they, yeah, when yeah, when they oh changed the numbers, I believe 17 and up was 88 uh, percent double vaccinated in British Columbia. Well, now they've dropped that down to include 12 to 17 year olds. So now that dropped our overall vaccination status. I believe we're still at 86 percent from 12 and up in the in the province. Oh, man, it's funny that you say that. So they did the same thing in Israel and they must have done it in because Israel for a long time was the country that was um, vaccinated as far as the highest percentage. It was the country. And now they're at like 62 percent where they were at like almost 80 percent. Now they're right, at like sixty two percent. I think they don't count. They don't count anybody who hasn't had the booster as vaccinated anymore. I, I don't know, dude. I, like I, I can't even keep track of it now because if yeah. you look back in August of last year, 
it, they were like at six, or not last year. Was it August? Maybe it was August of this year. I saw, I read an article. Yeah, August of this year, and it said that they were at like seventy eight percent. And now, if you look at their numbers, it's like it's sixty two. So, um, so at that point, you know, twelve year olds did get approved. I'm sure. So, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's some of it. But they they're also on their fourth booster. Yeah. So if that's what they consider fully vaccinated, then yeah, they probably haven't done the whole country again. And that's that's the thing. Like that's the crazy part to me is that then they, you know, they're they're changing they're changing the goalposts, and that's what's been frustrating. And now, ironically, again, so like I said, these these newest uh, rules that were put in place were about two days ago. Well, now it's causing an uproar in BC because it's now affecting all of these double vaccinated people who. So, so get this, this is our rules, right? I already said I have nine siblings, right? So just, just in me, my siblings and my parents, that's 11 people yeah, or 12 people. Sorry. I had to get together. Well, right now in BC, it doesn't matter. Oh, so if you're fully vaccinated, you're allowed an indoor gathering of up to 10 people. If you're fully vaccinated, how if did, you're not vaccinated, okay. how do, get how, fucked. how do they even, how do they even, uh, enforce that? They won't. It's they can't. they're they're in, they're not, they they're can't. encouraging neighbors to rat on each other. Dude, right. And which is, that's a whole nother ball of wax, which deserves its own episode. Like that's sinister stuff, right? Turning oh, yeah. neighbors on neighbors. Oh but, yeah. Oh yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so they're saying that it can only be a maximum of 10 people indoors in as long as they're all fully vaccinated. Um, they're thankfully they, they leave off that list. Anybody who's younger than five, how gracious of our overlords, but, <laughs> um, but everybody's just telling them to fuck themselves. Like, honestly, everybody, you look through anything like, whereas before a lot of these, double vaccinated people were like oh yeah like screw those unvaccinated people like just whatever keep on lumping on these restrictions well now that it's affecting everybody now you're starting to see the tables turn people are like hold the phone like this is ridiculous and so it's it's causing quite an uproar right now like there's a lot of stuff uh pushing back against these small businesses who are being forced to close again people are pushing back and they're basically saying nobody's telling us how to live our holidays nobody oh yeah and that, w- that so, yeah, drives like, that drives me crazy like i listen oh, like you too. you want to shut the public down like i i care like i don't think it's right and if i owned yep. a business i'd probably be like yeah you can go fuck yourself i'm not closing but uh, you're not going to tell me what i can do under my own roof and on my own property no. you're not paying my taxes you're not paying the bills i i you know to do to upkeep this house so guess what i'm doing whatever i want and actually uh the the year the year that covid started um i still had a fourth of july barbecue and i had a bunch of people show up and the year after that i had a fourth of july barbecue as well and we went and had thanksgiving and christmas with our families and uh not all of them because some of them are scared of this stuff and are not scared of it but they were being careful i should say um so you know we didn't get to spend time with them which i hate uh, but I understand it, but then, but then that's, that's them weighing their risks and saying like, you know what, we're not willing to risk that. And I, I respect that. And I, uh, but you know, for, <laughs> for, for, you know, for our, my family, we're like, Hey, you know, this, I don't think the risk is that big. I think we're good to go. You know, like, and I, again, adults need to act like adults and make their decisions and then live with the decisions that they make. You know, that's it. 
And that's why that's why I tried to emphasize that I'm not trying to say woe is me because I understand the restrictions that come in place with this yeah. this decision, right? Um, but I completely agree with you. Like nobody's telling me how to govern under my own house. Um, and again, we have the same thing with with family members who aren't comfortable. And uh, like, look, I I don't pass any judgment. Like we do Zoom calls, so when we have yeah. a big family get together, we yep. Zoom in the other families and. You know, it's um, uh, it's unfortunate because I would like to see them, but I don't judge them for for being cautious or for being worried about it. That's totally fine. But yeah, when when the, like I don't know if you've seen that Clark Griswold meme, but where he's throwing the bird up out of the family station wagon. But um, anyway, like the caption is when Dr. Bonnie Henry, who's BC's uh, senior health advisor, or whatever, unelected, obviously. Yeah. But uh, the one who's passing all these mandates, and it's like when Bonnie uh-huh. Henry tells me how to how to spend my holidays, just the bird coming out of the, out of the side of the Griswold family mobile there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's just, it's crazy to me. You're right though. Like people will need to start acting like grown ass adults again, because, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but like me working on electricity, like, look, like it's not a, a job that doesn't have its risks. And I drive a bare minimum of three hours between going to work service calls in between and then coming back home. Like I'm on the road minimum of three hours a day on freeways, on highways, on whatever. Like those are all risks that I'm willing to take to provide for my family that I'm willing to take to live a life that I want to live. This is just another risk. Like that's the, the one thing that seems to be funny is that they're trying to pass these mandates and it feels like the only way they'll ever lift them is when nobody has died for a year straight. And it's like, you can't mandate your way out of out of any kind of risk. No, like there's, this is just not going to happen. No, especially like, when especially... you have millions and millions of quote unquote essential workers. You know, yeah. like you just like like those people just are still going to come in contact with each other, and it just it's going to happen. It's just this is just absolute silliness. All right, yeah, man. And... Well, we're we're going long. I did want to mention you guys oh, had sorry. no, no. It's all right. You guys had floods out there. Like I didn't realize. Oh. Like is that is that a normal thing for you guys? No, although I did see that apparently we had some flooding in the plains where I live. Uh, well, luckily, I'm actually just outside of that flood area. I'm up on a hill, but yeah. uh, we did some flooding. I believe it was in 1990, so about 32 years ago. That was pretty significant, not to the extent that we had it here. But yeah, it was crazy. Uh, for a while there, where I live, we were essentially on an island. Uh, there was no roads from... like, And the Port of Vancouver is the biggest port in Canada, where all of our stuff all the goods come in and go out right oh man and so yeah so like for a while there vancouver was completely shut off from the rest of the country uh from about 20 minutes from where i live is where the floods took place and it shut down all the major highways everything so there was no trucking route across canada to vancouver the biggest port in canada wow so um yeah it was crazy like the i know there was i think it was something around forty thousand animals of livestock were lost like oh my god uh, yeah, there was a massive loss of life that way. Uh, a few a few people perished in it, which is obviously horrible. Uh, countless homes destroyed. Like it was it was brutal. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I saw and, the pictures that you posted, and I was like, I didn't even know that it was raining out there. Never like, oh. like 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 you guys were like, it was like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it. And you were staying at your parents' house because you couldn't yep. you couldn't get it. Uh, you couldn't get back and forth. That's yeah. was it from work and everything. Oh my god. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, I'm glad I live in New England. We don't get too much of that crap. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was rough, but um, but thankfully it's over with now. And yeah. uh, you know, hopefully they build those dikes a little bit higher and get a little bit better prepared for next yeah, time. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, here's the hope. It'll just be a here's bigger hurricane. Yeah, 
exactly. It's a government project, so I don't put too much faith in it. Oh, my God. Well, maybe they'll (laughs) mandate it, and then it'll be better. There we go, exactly. (laughs) All right, man. Well, uh, I... I can't thank you enough for coming on. It was great getting to know you. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can get a hold of you and uh, listen to your podcast? Well, thank you very much, Brendan, for having me on. I uh, like I said, I love your guys' podcast. Uh, the, my you. favorite ones are the hate mail episodes. It's just <laughs> they kill me. Like yeah. the stuff that people point out, uh, I love it. But anyway, I well, so send, my me, podcast, send me some hate mail and I'll make it even better, buddy. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. I'll get on that. Um, so my podcast is the Plaid Jacket Philosopher. It's on. Uh, any of the major podcast apps, I believe. I'm no tech genius, so whatever. Hit me up if there isn't. If it isn't on one of them, I'll figure it out. Um, but I'm on Instagram. It's at Plaid Jacket Philosopher. Uh, I have a Facebook page. I believe Twitter is at Jacket Plaid, but I'm not overly active on Twitter. I just I don't get I don't get it. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, I I really uh, thank you for having me on. I would love to have a discussion on my podcast too. We could talk trades talk talk that ego specifically because yeah, I, think that's, I, I think that's a full topic like that that could be well, a full discussion uh, absolutely uh, if you want the best plumber in new england on there you gotta you know just ask man no, just <laughs> perfect <laughs> perfect we'll we'll set it up then i really i i love talking trades uh, so that sounds yeah good. no that'd be great it'd be great all right man uh well you people you know how to get a hold of us uh brendan at dad's ww.com or jim at dad's ww.com and you know hey if you can't stand us, you know how to get a hold of us. Hate mail at dadsww.com. And uh, don't forget to jump on, subscribe, share, like, and review. And uh, and then jump on uh, the Plaid Jacket Philosopher. Falafel. I think I just called I you a falafel. Philosopher. I might change it to the Plaid Jacket Falafel. It, I think that, that, sounds, that rolls off it, the tongue It better. really does. And it makes me hungry. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so jump there on the go. Plaid Jacket Philosopher and, uh, and then give him a like, a subscribe, a, a share, and a follow there. So, all right, folks. Uh, I can't thank you enough for listening. See you on the next one. Later. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. you.